Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Classes of Mail. My name is Alan Gigax, and today I am going to solve the post office's problem of CCA retention and employee retention in general. And I'm going to do it for almost no money, and you're welcome. So this is a letter that I wrote to our local postmaster referencing CCA retention and the problem that we're having and some solutions that I had for solving that problem. So what I'm going to do is just read the letter as written uh, without commentary. It's already going to be long enough, and I'm sure that there will be plenty of episodes in the future where I can comment on some of these issues. Uh, some of the information in here is a little bit outdated. Most notably, I refer to myself as a Carrier Academy instructor. And at the moment, I am not a Carrier Academy instructor. I got removed from that position for having this very podcast. And that is a story that is still ongoing. I cannot wait to tell you guys that story. But it is, at the moment, unresolved. So, with no further ado, here is my solution to CCA retention. NALC 2502 and Postmaster. The problems we have in retaining CCAs have become highly disruptive to the work environment at Las Vegas area post offices and around the country. I realize all parties already know this, yet solutions are not forthcoming. In my role as a Carrier Academy instructor and an on-the-job instructor, I have a lot of interactions with CCAs, and I see the issues that cause them to struggle and cause them to quit. Honestly, the conditions new hires face would cause anyone to struggle. Below, I will outline the three primary issues and I will suggest solutions which I believe to be reasonable. One, scheduling. Problem. This is by a wide margin, the number one reason we lose CCAs. In many areas of the country, it's becoming the primary reason we are losing long-time regulars. At my station, East Las Vegas, I see CCAs who are burned out and exhausted, and we're one of the least demanding stations in the Valley. Quite simply, it is unreasonable to expect people to work six and seven days per week, per week 50 plus hours per week for the indefinite future. Our new hires have families. They have children and spouses who they would like to see. They have the obligations of normal life doctor appointments, house cleaning, car maintenance, childcare, and so on. These obligations must be met, but an overwhelming schedule imposed by the post office makes it impossible to meet these obligations. In order to solve this problem, we need more CCAs, but we'll never get caught up if they keep quitting. Every time we lose a CCA, it puts us in a deeper hole. Solution, give CCAs scheduled days off and stick to them. If a CCA knew for sure that they would be off Thursday, they could get their oil changed that day. They could have lunch with their spouse. They could clean the house. They could rest. Knowing that a day off is coming, CCAs will find it easier to deal with the other difficulties imposed by the job. It is true that the mail must be delivered and that we need as many hands as possible to get the job done. But what we're doing isn't working. We've created a situation where the only way a CCA can ensure a day off is to quit. Frankly, having a CCA who works 40 to 50 hours per week is much better than having a CCA who works zero hours per week because they've quit. Not all CCAs want days off. Some are overtime hounds who want to work as much as possible. 
Luckily, management has built-in flexibility to accommodate those carriers. There is no obligation for equitability in CCA overtime. If a CCA wants to work up to the weekly hours limit and management wants them to work, go for it. There is no conflict here. Likewise, if a CCA needs a day off and she is given Wednesday off, then she needs to really be off Wednesday. The post office is built to withstand being shorthanded up to a point. Carriers take annual leave and sick leave, CCAs come and go, carriers bid to other stations, and the mail still goes through. It's important to remember that our choice here is to give them one day off or every day off when they quit. Keeping the CCAs we have will allow us to get caught up on staffing, and when we're caught up on staffing, we can possibly give CCAs two days off if they want them. I won't hold my breath on that one. Remember, CCAs who want the hours can be used all the way up to the hours limit. Conclusion. Allowing CCAs one definite day off per week will overcome the primary reason CCAs quit. It's not the entire solution, but it addresses the single biggest problem in a reasonable and achievable way. Two, treatment by management. Problem. Please indulge this brief anecdote which will demonstrate the problem. I received a phone call from a CCA I had trained in the Carrier Academy. He went to the Winterwood Post Office for his OJI and had been on his own for a few days. On the afternoon in question, he met the station manager for the first time. The manager introduced himself and told the new CCA the following. This is not an exact quote, but it's very close and captures the spirit and feeling of what was said. Quote, it seems like you're doing a good job so far. That's great, but I have expectations for you. And if you don't meet my expectations, I expect you to quit. And if you don't resign, I will fire you. Don't make me fire you. If I have to fire you, you won't be able to get any work with the federal government ever again. End quote. The carrier called me shortly after, shocked by this introduction and unsure what to do. The manager was extremely confrontational and made the CCA uncomfortable and unsure of himself. And this was the introduction. Is it any wonder that the Winterwood station has a retention problem? This anecdote is not isolated. There are many more where that came from. Surely you know as well as I do which stations have reputations for low morale and high dysfunction. Why would a CCA, someone new to the post office, want to work in an environment like that? Management has an obligation to instruct and to help new hires develop into successful carriers. In my discussions with CCAs, they most definitely do not receive educational instructions from management. Instead, they are instructed to work faster. They are instructed not to call in sick. They are instructed to work faster. They are instructed that they better get all those parcels delivered and be back by five. They are instructed to work faster. And of course, they are instructed to work faster. The problem is so endemic that when I talk to a CCA two months into their probation, they can no longer tell me the four classes of mail that can go into the U-book. They can no longer tell me the steps to secure an LLV before exiting. They can no longer tell me many of the things I drill into them in the Carrier Academy because management is not worried about whether CCAs are sending deliverable mail to be shredded. Management is worried about everybody being off the street by 6 p.m. As a result, CCAs wind up doing things that get them fired. They hop in and out of the truck without securing it properly. They go to the door without their satchel. They throw all their undeliverable mail into a bucket and so on. 
all in the interest of being faster and getting back, quote, on time, end quote. Currently, there is zero additional training for carriers after they finish their OJI. While the job is pretty straightforward, there are a lot of details to remember. It's natural to forget skills which are not reinforced. It is natural for carriers to drift into bad practices. Over the course of my career, it happened to me. The first time I taught Carrier Academy, there were so many slides I read and said, we're supposed to do that? I didn't know that was a rule. Because the last time I received any training beyond an occasional stand-up talk was more than a decade previous. Management uses times on the 3996 to intimidate CCAs into rushing. This happens even at good stations like East. When a route gets cased and split, the street portion of the route is split into only five hours of delivery. The regular carrier takes six to seven hours to deliver their mail. By what rationale would substitute carriers get the route done two hours faster? And that doesn't take into account high volume days when even the regular carrier would need overtime. Regardless of volume, regardless of workload projections, management splits routes into five hours on the street, setting up unrealistic expectations for CCAs. On the day after Veterans Day, I cased a route which was to be split three ways. My supervisor gave me three 3996s, each for one hour, 30 minutes. I asked him directly, quote, do you really think this route only has four and a half hours of street time the day after a holiday? End quote. He would not give me a straight answer. Meanwhile, when a CCA delivers that hour 30 handoff and needs 2.30 to get it done, management will harass the CCA for taking too long. At Winterwood, I've heard of I've heard from new CCAs who get asked to carry the entire street portion of completely unfamiliar routes, and they get phone calls from management at 5 p.m. asking them why they're taking so long. This is not how we set up carriers for success. Solution. We have to nurture our new hires. We have to make them feel welcome, and we have to give them the tools they need in order to succeed. I cannot give supervisors more pleasant personalities or better leadership skills. What I can do is instill and reinforce the skills carriers need in order to do the job properly. The more skilled a carrier is, the easier it is for them to give reliable projections to management. The easier it is for them to deliver the mail safely and accurately. And when carriers improve in safety and accuracy, that causes fewer downstream problems for management. Wouldn't it be nice if supervisors could spend less of their time fielding customer complaints? Wouldn't it be nice if closing supervisors didn't constantly have to put out the fire set by opening supervisors? Continued training for CCAs, and regular carriers too, in the form of refresher classes would unquestionably help reduce errors and accidents and injuries. That reduction would allow supervisors to focus on more productive tasks. Increased job competence would also lead to increased job satisfaction for carriers. Realistic 3996s would lead to a reduction in stress for CCAs. It would also take away a bludgeon that is used by supervisors against CCAs. If DOAS projects seven hours of delivery time for a route, allow seven hours of delivery time on the 3996s. Unrealistic times on the 3996 set carriers up for failure. Realistic times set them up for success and they allow closing supervisors a more realistic expectation of when carriers should return from the street. Conclusion. Mistreatment by management is the second biggest reason we lose CCAs. We can make carriers less susceptible to mistreatment by giving them additional training. 
We can also take away one of management's most often used weapons and a tool of general dysfunction by putting more realistic times on the 3996. Three, got another job. Problem, CCAs sometimes decide they don't like carrying mail for a variety of reasons. Sometimes they get another job offer and decide they would like the new job better. Solution, we cannot control what other jobs are available to CCAs. Instead, we must make our job as attractive as possible. Addressing the two points above will help to minimize the number of CCAs who find other jobs more attractive. When I was the store manager for Little Caesars Pizza, I had no choice but to pay my new employees minimum wage. Their salaries were set by the store's owners. So my attitude was this. There is no place these workers can go where they can make less money than they make here. The least I can do is be kind to them and make working here as pleasant an experience as possible. I know that the pay we offer new hires is set by the contract and we don't really have flexibility in what we offer. Our starting pay is no longer terribly attractive to prospective employees, so the least we can do is try to give those employees a positive experience. Right now, in many cases, it seems that the post office is going out of its way to make the CCA experience a negative one. Takeaway. In the long term, a stable workforce benefits all parties. Retention of CCAs solves some of the systemic problems faced by the post office. The solutions outlined above are relatively straightforward and achievable and are reasonably low in cost, especially by comparison to the costs and difficulties caused by labor shortages we currently face. Thanks for your time. Alan Gigax, East Las Vegas Post Office.